welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hey y'all, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. That was my southern draw coming out. I don't even know where that came from. Um, I'm originally from New Orleans for anyone who doesn't know, but now living in Boston, Massachusetts. And I wanted to hop on and give you guys kind of a special episode. And we skipped a week and this episode is going to address that a little bit. Um, And I have just had a crazy... 10 days in some really good ways and then in at the end in some a little bit traumatic ways and I've really had to pull from a lot of what I teach around here and some things have gone really well and some things haven't gone so well and I've learned a lot of lessons so I thought I'd just hop on and give you guys this totally transparent episode about what's going on and what I've learned in hopes that it can serve the next person as you guys go through life as well, because we're all in this together. We're all busy moms together. And that is actually one of the things we're going to talk a little bit about today. So I have entitled this episode, You Cannot Plan for Everything, which is why planning is so important. So I am recording this after having spent three pretty full days, maybe it was two, but it seemed like 10, um, in a hospital with my mom. But I want to go back a little bit farther than that, um, to <laughs> a little bit farther to last week. So here's the thing. Last week, I had made this plan. As you guys know, I homeschooled my kids this year, so there wasn't too many organized activities. They were amazing. They were so great. They did give me pockets to get my work done. They were flexible when I had to go off and speak. And as I came into this summer, I'm planning something really big. Something really big is coming out in September. And I've needed some time to work. And I find that in the summer, it's a little bit harder. One, probably because I'm being pulled out to want to have fun too. Like, of course, I want to go to the beach and I want to enjoy the sun and I want to be with my kids. And so I feel that pull, but also the kids want to do fun things. And so it's a little different than the winter where, you know, being inside was fun or running around outside when we were in California or whatever was fun, just around a house. Like in the summer, I feel like we're much more prone to want to go on adventures. So a couple weeks ago, I was really feeling that pull and realizing that I really needed to figure out a way where I could have a three-day block in a row to really get through some of the stuff that I really wanted to get done. So then I could feel really good about taking time off. So that's what I set up. So basically, we had already dedicated this week to being on vacation. My husband had taken off from work. My parents had a house at the beach and we were all excited to be there. So I went, I brought the kids, it was super fun, sorry because there's a plane flying over my house right now, Um, it was super fun and I went for the first two days, in the middle, actually when we first landed there, I, I, I was at an expo for two days and I sort of had one day to land and be at the beach and then I came back home alone and for three days I had blocked out 
some time to get a lot of podcast interviews done because we have some really exciting interviews coming out. So I think I talked to 16 people, 16 mom entrepreneurs talking about the work-life balance. Um, and I just had this whole chunk of time to be creative, which is the hardest part. Like I feel like I can bounce between emails and you know doing quick tasks, but the creative part, when I really have to dive in and be creative, that's a little harder for me when everyone's running around. So I had created this space. It was wonderful. I got so much done. It was super exciting. So after those three and a half days were done, I went back to the beach and it was the weekend and we had a great time and it ended with my mom's birthday and all was good. And then the next week we were all going to come home, but my parents were taking my two oldest to Washington, D.C. And they were going to have this week, um, you know, exploring and learning and having fun with their grandparents. And I was super excited for that because I had just had this three-day pocket of uber productivity. So I figured if two were with my mom and I just had one, she could be with some friends. She could go on some adventures with her other grandmother and I would have some more pockets that I could do. Plus when she wasn't on those adventures, I could, you know, she was my littlest and I could spend time with her one-on-one, -on -one, which if you know, if you have multiple kids, it's really fun when you can be one-on-one -on -one with one of your kids. So that was the plan. But something else happened. So on my mom's birthday, the started all off. We were at the beach. We're having a great day. My middle daughter, who's 11, went off on a walk and climbing some rocks and having fun. And she came back from her walk and she had scraped her foot and she was a little bit, you know, grumpy about that. And about an hour later, she was like, mom, I literally can't walk on my foot. So we had a broken foot. So we went home, we put it up. It was really swollen. Um, and I had to pack and get organized. So I just, I knew she was okay. I knew there wasn't that much. She didn't have a broken foot. She had a broken toe. And I knew that there was that much that you, there wasn't too much you could do for a broken toe. So I called the doctor. I told them we'd come in tomorrow. And that was all fine. So I, you know, packed up, got organized. And I was a little bummed because two is different than one. And I was still trying to protect this work time. But it was okay because, you know, she was going to put her foot up and all was well. So we packed up the car. My husband had already left to go back to work. So we packed up the car. We came home. We spent the whole morning, you know, at the children's at the doctor's office and then at the children's hospital getting the x-rays and getting a boot on. And I was driving home from getting the boot on and just in my head reconfiguring, okay, so now there's two home, one's going on the adventure. How am I going to rejigger this plan I had? What's what's my new plan? Because I realized I had to sort of pivot a little. That it, what I had planned wasn't quite going to work. So I was pivoting in my head when the phone rang, and it was my dad. And my mom was had been playing tennis, and she had fallen, and an ambulance was on its way because they thought she had broken her hip. So he was going to get in the ambulance, and my 13-year-old was there alone at the house, which is about two hours away from where we live. So I was like, okay. So I had a mom who was in an ambulance and who I wanted to be able to help because, and there was my son who was alone two hours away. And then I had the two girls with me and my husband was at work. So I called my husband. I was a little shocked. So I was a little, and a little sad. So I called him, you know, he calmed me down, which was awesome. And he came right home. Um, and at first it was going to be that he stayed with the girls, but then we realized like we couldn't leave. We didn't know how long it was going to be. And we didn't know. Like, my, we didn't want my son to be alone. And I, when I really got to thinking really clearly, I realized 
that if I wanted to be with my mom, but that my husband was really good at interfacing with like hospitals and doctors and emergency rooms. And I felt like he needed to be there. So this is when my first lesson came up, one that I pulled on and wasn't even sure how, what was going on. So my mother-in-law who lives in town and helps us out a lot was on vacation about four hours away. And she was willing to come back and be with the girls. So she left right when we called, but she was, you know, three and a half hours away. And so we called all the neighbors. We found a couple who were home and we just left the girls here, which was a first. I'd never done that before. Um, And meanwhile, I was calling everyone in the town where my parent, where my son was and my parents had been. I was trying to think of like, how can we get you know, Felix safe if we're going to have to be at the emergency room late into the night. Like he need, he's fine by himself because he's 13, but like, what about dinner? And, you know, he's in a weird place and there's no cars. It's not his place. And so I just started making calls and I started off by calling an old friend who was kind of one of my best buddies in the summer for the three weeks where we would go to the same place when I was little And we spent a lot of time in the summers together from when I was like six until when I was, you know, maybe 14 or 15. And then my parents have been going back ever since. But, you know, I had been there a little less. So, of course, I saw this amazing woman every summer. Um, But, you know, we hadn't spent that much time together, but we were sort of old friends. So I called her and I said, look, I am so sorry. I'm not sure what to do. I'm feeling a little stuck. I have, you know, kids in different places, no one quite there. And I really feel like I have to get to the hospital. And at this point, actually, my dad had called me. At first, I was trying to think like, maybe I should go and get my son safe. But my dad had called and said, you know, I really need you. So that it was clear that that's where we had to go. So I called her and she called right back and said, of course, I will take him. Don't worry. And my you know, my heart just melted. And I was like, Oh my gosh, thank goodness. I'm so excited. And um, her sister has a 13 year old. You know, we've been trying to get them to meet all summer. And now they were together. And that was great. I felt like he was in good hands. So we went off, we went to the hospital. Um, Hospitals, that's a whole other episode. But anyway, we went to the hospital. You know, it's hard to see a parent not doing so hot. So that was hard. But we got there through a lot of traffic. And it was going to be a late night. And we thought about different ways where my husband could go back and get to my son. But in the end, he ended up spending the night with my friend who I had called on and hadn't talked to in a long time. And so my first lesson was just this idea of tribe and that we can't do this alone. And I talk a lot about tribe and I talk a lot about this idea that I think it's so important that we have people we can call on. But to be honest, until that moment, I realized that, you know, my tribe was my family who I assumed was a given that they would be part of my tribe. And when they're not, actually, I find I have hard moments in that. And it's people that I've hired to help me at home, like babysitters and, you know, people who are are paid. Like I always felt like I had this great support system, but I don't think I had ever grown it to the way I believed it should be. So this was just an amazing moment to realize that we really do need to be able to call on other people at some times. There are just these situations that we get ourselves in, which, you know, we want a safe place for our kids or, you know, we might need a recommendation about something. It doesn't always have to be dramatic is what I'm sharing. Um, And that 
that there, we all have a lot of people, but we don't always think of them. And we're always a little bit shy to ask. So the amazing thing about this situation was that at about eight, I checked in because I had said we were going to come home at about eight. I checked in with my friend and she was like, you know what? They are having so much fun. You have such an amazing son. We are so grateful he's here. We're so grateful like for this time with him. It's fabulous. Have him spend the night. And I just like my whole body sank because I, you know, I wouldn't have asked for that. And I, I thought I was burdening someone. But the cool thing about Tribe that I was really realized in that moment that I feel like I have talked about before, but I really felt it in that moment. So that's why I wanted to share it with you guys is that it's a two-way street. Us asking for help doesn't always burden the other person. Sometimes it actually enhances their life too. And that was the cool thing that I really realized. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's harder for the other person. And so I just started thinking about tribe and I started thinking about just being in the hospital and that, you know, I was depending on somebody, but then my parents were depending on me and we, we create these webs, um, of cohorts almost is a better word than tribe because I feel like, you know, there's different reasons you lean on different people. I have an amazing cohort of people that I lean on and ask questions and try to also give back to in the business world, in the mom world, um, in the, you know, around my family, like there's around the kids' school, there's just different sort of cohorts of people. So tribe is really important to me right now. Um, never been so clear how important it is because I could not have done, I couldn't have moved on my own that day. I couldn't have gotten through that emergency and I couldn't have been able to be part of somebody else's tribe if I hadn't have leaned and really used my imagination about who my tribe that day was. So that was sort of the first thing I wanted to share is that really spending time on, you know, having valuable relationships is huge because as busy parents, working parents, just parents in general, who are both parents and children, <laughs> that's another thing I'm realizing, of parents, um, we need that support system. So I hope everyone's inspired by that idea of just really figuring out who your tribe is. The second thing I learned is that it really has paid to keep things simple. And I am not always perfect at this. I have a very sort of simple aesthetic, but I have three kids and, you know, no matter how simple you are over time, things just collect, ideas collect. Uh, you should see the desktop on my computer, how it collects. You know, there's things that just aren't simple. But one of the things about traveling around the country in a car all year really impressed on me this idea of that we don't always need as much as we think we need and that sometimes the stuff is filling in other gaps and that it's about more than that. And I really experienced that in this because I had felt like I had created this structure for what was going to happen this week, but my life was simple enough that I could rejigger that and make it work for how it needed to work now, which was going to be me spending a lot of time at the hospital and my girls were going to need to be with someone else and my son was still at the vacation house and we were just going to need to make it work. 
And one of the things I had to do was this happened the day before my parents had to leave their vacation rental. So we had to pack them up and get all their stuff back home to their home, which was three hours away. So I was packing all their things and organizing it and realizing just the things that we carry around with us and really wanting to make sure that in my own home, I was getting it to as as simple as possible so that we can really have the experiences that we want to have. And it's not so much about the stuff. So that was kind of a lesson I learned. And And I realized in that like a couple key things that I felt like we had been doing right and a couple areas where I want to improve upon. So one of the things that really stuck out to me that I think I love the way we do now is with clothes. I keep clothes so simple, both for myself and my kids. Like there's really like five or six outfits and that makes packing super easy. Now on the other side of being in a hospital for three days, now there's some wash to be done because my son woke up this morning and was like, I have no pants. But in the getting together of stuff, that really has helped. Um, We keep our schedules pretty simple. But as I come home after being away for a little bit and I realize that there's so many corners to be simple and that we just have to move that through. We have to we have to discard regularly. So that's my thing for the upcoming weeks is just to discard and feel really orderly by the time school starts. And we have to plan for this because left to our own devices, we won't make the time for it. But it's cool because if you spend even... 10 minutes, 15 minutes cleaning a corner, you can get a lot done. It's usually the thought of doing it that's way more overwhelming than the actual doing. And another thing that I learned when I read the Marie Kondo book, I think two years ago, I used her method to clean out my closet. And one of the things I learned is that if you discard first before you put an order, it makes a huge difference. So that's what I do now. And it actually does make a really, really big difference. And then the third lesson that that I felt like we I really navigated well in all this was we feel so much better when we eat well. And this did ring very true. And I could also do, I, I really could do a whole episode on hospitals because if you've been to a hospital lately, you know that the food isn't necessarily well food. So I was a little sad about that. And I'm going to try to help my help bring other food to the hospital this week for my mom. But we did come up with a good system. I went to Whole Foods, I got fruit. So me and my dad were always having fruit. um, Because I realized how easy it is to not eat in a traumatic situation, or to forget to eat or when you get starving to go eat the wrong thing. And I felt really lucky that I have this issue that I I can't eat gluten or dairy. So it it causes me to really ask a lot of questions when we go out or when we go find something. But I, I just saw how just having to be out of your home and out of your rhythm can really start to affect your body and you can get constipated and, you know, you can get hungry or you can eat the wrong thing. And so really making a plan for eating well, no matter what the situation is, And obviously in this case, I couldn't plan in advance because I didn't know this was going to happen. So it's really about, you know, in the moment think, okay, like I need to nourish myself today. When am I going to do that? Where am I going to get it? How am I going to make that happen? You know, in this case, we didn't, 
we didn't want more than one person to be out of the hospital um, at the wrong time. So we sort of figured out what the times were. We did some research around restaurants. We, we knew where the good grocery store was. We could go get those fruits. Um, and that was all really helpful. Now, those are three things that I'd say kind of went well in the past couple of days. They went really well. Um, but there was a couple bigger lessons that I had to learn, things that didn't go quite as well and that I'm really going to be working on because it doesn't end here. It's kind of a long journey with a broken hip. Um, and I, I want to be able to be there for my parents. So I sort of have to figure out that balance. So one of the big things I learned is yesterday we left the hospital and I came home. So for the first two nights, I didn't come home. I just, I left and I was really close by and I was in the hospital from, you know, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Last night I came home and today we decided to split the day. So my dad's there in the morning and I'm going in the afternoon. So yesterday I also got, you know, the call from my kids, like they were ready for me to come home for dinner. So I got in the car to come home and I was actually going to record this podcast from the car. That was my initial instinct. And then I don't know, somehow I was thinking it would get dark and I was tired. So I didn't do that and I came home and I realized that I hadn't created enough space on either side of the experiences. That, so, like, that, that we need to create the space we need to come in and out of situations. We need to protect ourselves, even if that's only five minutes of deep breaths. And probably I shouldn't have recorded this because actually saying all this out loud is very therapeutic, but it's also... It's, you know, it's, it's, this is for you. This is for the listeners. And I really needed just to nourish myself because I had been so on. I had been in such caregiver mode trying to be there for my mom. It's stressful to see a parent in distress. I was trying to be there for my dad because, you know, he's the same age as my mom. I'm lucky that I have young parents, but still it's draining on him. He was watching his wife suffer. And so I was just feeling like I had given a lot. I had moved a lot of mountains and I just, needed to carve out 10 minutes, but I didn't. And so when I walked into my house, I feel like I wasn't the person I wanted to be in that situation. I was literally exhausted. Um, everybody wanted hugs from mama, of course, and I was just feeling depleted. So that was a big lesson. And so going forward, now I know that, and I'm going to try to build that in. And one way that I have done that in the past and do you know, as often as possible is in my morning routine and just making sure that I wake up and really have an hour to take care of myself, whether that's exercise or meditation or making sure I get the smoothie I want or taking a shower and brushing my teeth in cases like this, you know, just really taking care of myself and then, you know, setting a timer on my phone so that this is what I'm going to do now in the middle of the day. And at the end of the day, I just remember to like, stop just the pause. Cause I find that when you get in this mode of just going, 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 serving, helping, helping, helping. It's hard to just stop and just tune into your own body. So that is something I'm going to work on. I'm just sharing that with you. You guys can keep me accountable. The second thing is super simple, a little bit more simple of an idea than that, which is water. So the weird thing about you know, and I think this happens actually in motherhood too, because I actually talk about water quite frequently. I talk about that's the one thing that sometimes I have a hard time with. And I think it's that when you step into high gear of work mode or caretaker mode, 
or in this case, in the hospital mode, time has a different, like time is different, whether it seems to be moving faster or seems to be moving really slowly. But it's harder to gauge when you need to do things. And water was a big one. So I got to the end of the first day and realized I had not taken a sip of water. You know, it wasn't offered to me by the hospital because hospitals are very focused on their patients. I hadn't left to go find, you know, a cafe that might have water. And I had left sort of quickly, so I hadn't packed my water. Um, and you just forget these simple things. And then you get dehydrated and then you don't feel good. So that was a big lesson, something that I'm also, you know, now it's a little bit less emergency mode. So I've filled two water bottles with my water from home. I'm going to bring that today and really focus on, you know, drinking it and all that kind of, you know, drinking it and setting a timer and whatever I need to actually drink those vessels of water and hopefully even more today, but at minimum those. Um, and giving myself a break because those two are not enough for my whole day, but those two are a lot better than I did yesterday. I can tell you that. So water is definitely a weakness of mine. It's probably why I talk about it so, so much. Um, and then my third lesson was around time blocking, which at the beginning of this episode, I shared with you guys that last week, I blocked out time to do a whole bunch of podcast interviews. So that's an example of time blocking. So instead of doing one a week, I realized that in September, it's going to be really, really busy. And so I scheduled everyone in a two-day window and I had back-to-back conversations. And we were I was really in the swing of things mentally, of having conversations, of being a good listener, of thinking of the questions that you guys would want me to ask. And it makes it more efficient. Whereas if I were to do one or two a week, what happens is it's like you have to sit down, you have to plug in the speaker, you have to make sure it's working, you have to test it. Whereas if you time block it, you just do that at the beginning and then you do, you know, six episodes. So that's a strategy I use a lot. The morning routine is me time blocking self-care into a block. Um, I time block my time that I decide to turn off work and be a great mom. You know, so in the school year, sometimes that looks like I turn off at quarter to three and from quarter to three until bedtime, I get to be a mom instead. Sometimes I turn back on at night, but you know, I try not to. So that's all an example of time blocking. I also talk a lot about rhythm and rhythm. I feel like has a little less to do about time and but it's a similar concept of consistent actions repeated in a certain order, but maybe a little less tied to the clock. And what I realized this week is that in time blocking, I'm a little bit forgetting about my rhythm. If I get too into time blocking, especially around work, um, it's a really important thing for me, but I need to you know, set what that that rhythm is of the time blocks, but maybe keep checking in with them. So, and when I check in with them on a daily basis, that needs to be able to override what's going on if it's not going to work for the day. So I found myself getting really annoyed as each, like, you know, I felt like I had created all this space this week and then one thing happened and then the next thing happened and then the next thing happened and all of a sudden, None of that was going to happen. And of course, I want the best for everyone in my family. But I was like, 
where am I? You know, and I think that's just normal human nature. At least I hope I don't sound like the most selfish mom ever, but that's what it was really honestly going through my head. And so I just realized that all these planning mechanisms are so, so important, but the coolest thing about them is that if you can just let them go, if you need to for a day, because maybe you have a cold and you just need to rest, or in my case, all this stuff happened and I had to be at the hospital, or you know, you change your mind about something. All this is okay, but a lot of times we feel really a lot of guilt around this. So knowing that this can change, but the, and the cool thing about setting up these rhythms and these chunks of times that are you're consistently doing things is that when you come back, they're there. It's a structure for you to come back into. So that was kind of this big lesson I learned um, because you know, I understand that next week I will be able to fall back into this structure. But for right now, my natural rhythm needs to be a little bit different for me to be a whole complete person. So those are kind of the lessons I've learned. And it's funny because even the three, you know, making space, water, creating this rhythm, all of these are things that I've talked about on a regular basis. And it really just brought home that there's so much to learn always on a daily basis. And a lot of what I create, I create because I need to learn it too. And it helped, you know, it's, I'm certainly not perfect. I guess that was the point of that. And the co other cool thing about all these things is remember how I said that I time, that I set up that chunk of time last week to work on this project? Well, I'm going to be really excited to announce this project to you guys next week. Um, it's super exciting. It's going to get everybody this structure that you've been waiting for to plan all these things in one cohesive book. And all these things are part of it. So I, it felt like even though it's been really not the best week ever <laughs> at all, um, it feels like all my worlds are coming together. And that's really exciting. And I can't wait to bring you guys into that too. So I hope this was sort of helpful. You can see a little bit behind the scenes of my thought process. I'm, you know, recording this this morning. I'm off to the hospital this afternoon. And starting next week, you guys are going to start to hear those interviews. So I've interviewed, I don't know at this point, I think 16, but I think we're slotted to interview 24. Um, so between now and October, you're going to hear 24 interviews with mom entrepreneurs who are balancing a lot. And each one is very different. It's really interesting to hear, but they all take us behind the scenes of what they do for their business, how they figure out what hours they're going to work, how they deal with their kids. Some of them go into the food part. Some of them go into the self-care part. Um, but just all the things that they take into consideration and how they create their amazing lives. And it's really cool, or at least it was really cool because I was listening to them all in a row, to understand how so many different situations can lead to success. We're all doing amazing jobs. That's what I want to leave you with. You are doing an amazing job. So proud of you as a mom, and everything else that you do in your life, we juggle a lot. And we're going to get this. We're going to 
plan for the best and we're going to be able to navigate our way through crazy situations. So hang in there. If you're not part of Health Healthy Moms Meetup, the Facebook group, come join us. If you go to healthy healthymomsmeetup.com, you can put your email in and we'll send you a link for how to get in. But I'm going to try to spend a lot of time there in the cup in the next coming weeks. Um, a lot of live videos, a lot of Q and A's. Um, you guys are are my tribe. You, I love the Plan Simple Meals community. I love this tribe. And this past week because it's been so clear to me how important tribe tribe is, I really want to make sure that we create this amazing, vibrant community together. So have a great day, and I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at HealthyMomsMeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.